1: Phoenix Rising month of that's March 2020, and we are going to be looking at movies of River Phoenix that we've not seen, or at least I've not seen. In fact, I haven't seen any of the movies we're watching this month. um Little caveat: I'm pretty sure I saw Stand by Me in the theater when I was a kid, but I don't remember it well enough. I, I mean, there's a few iconic scenes, but it's been a long time since I've watched it, and it's one that I know I need to be more aware of. Um, so I want to rewatch it. So uh, that is a technical rewatch, but. For me, it is like seeing it for the first time. Um, Corey, I believe you came up with the idea to do River Phoenix. Uh, what was the motivation behind that?
0: Um, I like him as an actor. We watched uh, My Own Private Idaho. Yep. Um, I grew up. Stand By Me was one of my favorite movies. Um, I just I like I like what I've seen him in. I've seen. I actually had a hard time coming up with my portion of the list because I've seen quite a few of his movies there are one or two that are out of print um or you know that are impossible to get a hold of so those automatically get chopped but um i i like him and i just wanted to finish watching what we're able to watch of him
1: yeah and i i like that um i mean it ended up sparking our inspiration for next month as well because uh river phoenix died young um anton died young which was not that was a coincidence we had already picked yeah. river phoenix and then we decided in december to, to change february to love antosha because of the documentary but we do we're gonna watch britney murphy movies next month uh, for the similar reason because she died tragically young um this month in general uh, tonight we're starting with Dogfight, a movie i'd never heard of um then stand by me then sneakers then running on empty and then i love you to death which I found out something, um I my copy of the DVD came in yesterday. Oh. And I found out that uh Keanu Reeves is in that movie with River Phoenix again. What? So that's yeah, I was like, okay, very cool. I'm I'm kinda pumped I, about that movie. Was Keanu was
0: he with him when he passed away at the Viper Club? Oh, I don't know. I think that I don't know why I'm remembering that. And every so often I go back and I like just like read about him and i recently read i might have shared it with you an article that was an interview with his girlfriend at the time and Mm. just how absolutely shocking it was to everybody because he was such a good boy oh wow you know um so when it happened everyone was just like and his family is very interesting anyway um so i don't know i just find him very compelling to read about
1: yeah, no, I'm um I'm definitely going to be looking into it more, especially after our first movie here. They um, lived in Florida for a while. That's that's also interesting. I was, Jupiter, man, when, maybe
0: it's some or Howie in the Hills. I can't remember. It's some weird place.
1: Well, that's uh, listeners, if you have not seen many of his movies, like myself, um, I think honestly, I think my own Private Idaho might have been the first River Phoenix film that I saw. Other than, again, I saw Same Me as a kid, but I don't remember that, so I don't count that. <laughs> um, but uh, I can't remember for sure if there's anything else I've seen him in, but that's why this month, for me, it's like the two big ones um, that I picked. And then uh, Dogfight uh, sneakers you picked, but um, that's also one that I've been eyeballing. And then, uh,
0: That yeah, has I, a I think- great cast.
1: Yes, it does so does uh Drop uh I Love You to Death as well. Like they both have really, really good cast. Um and well that's the thing. Like, last month we wanted to like finish the Anton Yelchin filmography, and unfortunately, when you are like so versed in their big movies, you're gonna get a few stinkers. And so last month a lot of the movies weren't our favorites. I feel like this might be the opposite, because I've seen so few of his movies that I'm hoping to get some really good ones. And next month with britney murphy it might go back to that stinker category because i've seen a lot of her big movies um like you know clueless would be one if you've never seen a britney murphy movie it's like oh you gotta so watch Clueless. she's so good as ty I've, I've i've had several students watch uh clueless over the last couple of weeks because we were doing rom-coms in my film two class mm-hmm. and i'm glad to say that movie clicks even with today's youth uh they seem to like it um so oh, it's always exciting and um that's going to be our month, listeners. Uh, for the next four weeks, we'll be talking River Phoenix films. Tonight, specifically, we're going to be reviewing Dogfight. If you've never listened to the podcast, Corey and I started this simply so that we would make sure at least once a week we were watching a brand new film, So that, uh, or at least one of us was watching a film that we've never seen before. And, you know, trying to narrow that gap list because we're both victims of comfort movies. We like to rewatch the same thing a lot. Um, like, I've seen Scott Pilgrim way too many times, folks. Way too many times. And I've seen Blind Spotting <laughs> five times. And that movie's only two years old. So, you know, <laughs> Um, When you love something, you just keep going back to it. But this podcast helps us to make sure that we get other movies under our belt every time, um, which Burke Reviews does for me anyways. But this just gives me an extra little motivation. And we get to talk because we've been friends for a while now. And we like to uh, catch up with what's been going on in our lives. And also what else we've been watching outside of our uh, assigned movie, especially today's going to be kind of short because we just recorded last week's episode two days ago. Um, So we, we haven't had a lot of time to watch more stuff. Although I've, I've managed to it. get a few, I've managed to get a few in there, uh, uh-huh. and you've been sick, so maybe you got a couple in there. Um, but let's uh, let's get in. Um, Corey, how's it been?
0: You know, it's really chilly. Um, but it's been fine. I'm almost done being sick, which is great because my birthday's on Wednesday.
1: Ah yes, happy uh, birthday! Because I, I I mean, I'll talk to you then, but you are know, not on a podcast.
0: Yes. Um. Yeah. Who? I feel like it should just. I, I don't know like birthdays on a Wednesday that sucks. Um, <laughs> especially when you work like Monday through Friday. <laughs> but whatever in a couple years it'll be on a good day. Um, yeah, yeah, not a lot going on. I you know have barely left my house. It's great.
1: I've had a very busy weekend. Um, on Saturday, I went to work for a few hours at my normal job because that's I'm getting some extra um, opportunities to earn some extra cash through my regular job so nice. that's nice uh, cuz it's it's work that i'm like already familiar with and it's in my room so it's like my home territory it feels like i'm just at home kind of thing so much so that when i um i keep forgetting what i did saturday cuz i was at, i was only there for like 4 hours i had a couple students come up and they were working on the yearbook and stuff cuz we have deadline coming up in a couple weeks oh. and um so they're, like they're they're giving up their saturday i'm giving up my saturday we're we're all doing our own thing and um i listened to the killers and the strokes for like 3 hours um yes. which i realized something tonight too i think the killers must be heavily influenced from the talking heads
0: oh yeah and i just feel like they should have stopped at Samstown. like i don't know if you've mm. heard sam's town is one of the best albums ever made by anybody in the history oh. of the world i don't even we can fight if somebody doesn't agree with that um but i think that it is such a good album and i know that when you make a really great album like that it's just really hard to make Probably. to top that yeah but i just feel like their music has gotten so cheesy like Mm -hmm. i can't even remember the last one or two singles sorry i
1: gotta be honest oh Mm -hmm. no um i i have been i've been using youtube music uh to listen to music a lot music Mm -hmm. they seem to be good about like giving a little more diverse selection in their like the stations and stuff Mm -hmm. um and so uh i just went to the killers and then i just like Shuffled their their top songs, so like that's all I've listened to so far. I've not sat and listened to a specific album yet. Oh, oh, mm -hmm. but should I start with Samtown or should I build up to Samtown? Well,
0: I mean, Hot Fuss is really good too, but Samtown, I just feel like lyrically and musically, it's just freaking phenomenal. It's just one song
1: that caught me. Um, I don't even know what made me like suddenly decide. Like, I know you're like. like... Yeah, well, a random playlist uh, on Saturday morning played a Killer song. I was like, I really like this. What song? The Killers today. I don't even remember. That's the thing. It all Saturday's kind of a blur. But I listened to a long time of Killers, and then I was like, I kind of want to listen to the Strokes a bit because I've always heard they were really good. And then I like freaking love the Strokes. Um, so I love. I've I've really gotten into both, and then uh, I will get into why. But I've been uh, also deep diving Taylor Swift music, um, like hardcore. I've been listening to Taylor Swift. I like T Swift the last three days has been Killer Strokes and T-Swift has been like my primary music and Killer um, Strokes Swift. It's killer. Ooh, interesting oh, S's. words. Uh, um, but so, oh, well, no, not the not killers. The killers. Um, God, they me. have an S at the end. Um, But the song that really caught my attention was, and it threw me off was uh Romeo and Juliet. Cause it's on. And I'm like, this is on empire records. And then I was like, I never knew who sang that song, and I was like, you can't be the killers on Empire Records, and it's not. It's Dire Straits, which I didn't know oh, Dire Straits did yeah.
0: that
1: um, But I, it's, the, it's the really chill sequence in Empire Records when everyone's like, you know, he's dusting, and the ballerina girl's dancing. Yeah. And, and I love that Isn't song. that when it's he, close. like,
0: creepily goes up to that girl in the yes. listening
1: booth, too? Yeah. And then um, he, like, dusts her feet with the dust. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> And then, um, but so, like, that's on the Sawdust album, which apparently is, like, B-Sides and Rarities and covers, covers or something like that and uh so yeah i was really into that song and i was excited because it like brought back that because that's like that vibe moment and in empire records is one of my favorite moments in that movie i love how chill it is because the rest of the movie is a little chaotic and it's like there's just this one moment where it chills out and relaxes and uh i never knew it was dire Straits because the only dire Straits song as i know is the um money for nothing i think is the song that weird Al covered, and that's why i know it because i like weird out but um but yeah so um that was kind of my my saturday but then uh saturday evening i don't remember what i did see again like everything's a blank i did something because i was out kind of late well i recorded the podcast with you no
0: no that was Friday. friday oh okay
1: then taylor got in trouble friday night it was saturday what um yeah she she made a mistake it's okay um she's not she wasn't in super trouble but she was in trouble um but uh Saturday night she went to a bonfire. I must have went to the gym late like, I can't remember it was a Saturday is a blur for real like Saturday is like did not happen for me um, oh except for the strokes and the killers and the killers because uh, <laughs> I went home to take a nap at one point and then I didn't take a nap and I had to put her nap right and I had to be somewhere like at six o'clock. What did I have to be? I don't remember anything about Saturday Sunday though. Uh, it's actually ties into what we've been watching, so I, I guess. But Taylor and I went and saw a retro screening in, at in Lakeland, and okay. then um, I uh, I went to the gym and uh, finished a documentary that I started on Saturday. Um, man, what did I do on Saturday night? Man, what a blur. Um, but yeah, I'm also tired today. Uh, it, today has been a Monday. Like, if it were office space, someone would have been like, "It's the case of the Mondays," and oh, today was that's... a bad Monday. Yeah, it was. It was not a good Monday for me. I have been like just oh, everything's frustrating and a blur. And but let's get into what we've been watching. Um, have you had time to see anything since uh, other than Dogfight since we uh, last spoke? I've watched a few things. Mm. Um, Cryptid.
0: mostly I watched the fourth Resident Evil, <laughs> and then nice. um. Uh is it the fifth one that takes place and it ends at the White House or something? I remember something about the White House in one of these movies.
1: Yeah, I don't recall. Um I don't
0: know. It's been so long. Um, and then I watched a really great event or miniseries on Netflix. Um
1: right.
0: I feel like Netflix is mostly hits, uh misses for me. Like I only keep netflix for a couple of things i feel like i just i don't know how to explain it i feel like they're too concerned about making like netflix originals and i don't know they're like they just remind me of stephen king they just churn out churn out churn out churn out um you know what I mean? There's just so much product and I feel like they're the worst when I'm like going through and trying to find something to watch. I will sit there for 30 minutes and still not be watching anything, but then there's like some stuff that they have. That's really good. And I don't feel like it gets any recognition. Like there's a series on there called the dark or the darkness. I think, I think it's Mm. German and it's very good and they just had the second season come out. So I'm going to watch that soon, but But there's, like, good stuff. It's just hidden and few and far between. But I watched, I think it's a five-part miniseries. And it's about Henry Lee Lucas. And I talked to you about this a little bit. Yes. But this show is, it's like, I told you that, but I didn't want to tell you too much information. But, I mean, it already happened and it's real. So it's not like it's spoilers. True. But it's, like, it's just wild, this, this serial killer he's like just confess it's called the confession killer he's confessing oh. to murders all over the united states all over okay. the united states even though he doesn't do them
1: got it i think i did hear about this
0: and it's just wild because it like lets you see like behind the scenes with like The police and the Texas Rangers and all these different like sheriff's departments and all of these states that are just like so worried about clearing their books of cold cases that they don't really care. Um, It's just wild. I couldn't imagine being a family member that was putting up with that. Um, And then like some of the families trying to go through and like cases reopened and stuff. It's just wild because. My dad was a sheriff's deputy before I was even born and like he would talk to us about stuff, you know, um, like cases yeah. and stuff. And I've just always been very interested in that stuff. So I've known about Henry Lee Lucas, but I had no idea like it was this wild. Oh, did you ever see the Ted Bundy thing with uh Zach Efron on Netflix? I saw it
1: in at Tribeca with Zach Efron, so yes.
0: It was good,
1: but we watched that
0: in May of last year, but like, see, there's good stuff in there, and so at least I'm not crazy or psycho, because I love that stuff, because obviously it's very popular with people, so here we are. Yeah,
1: well, true crime podcasts are among the most listened to right now, actually. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, it's a very popular uh, format.
0: Oh, interesting. I've heard of a couple that are pretty popular, but I didn't realize that it was such a... Genre. Oh yeah, I guess.
1: Yeah, honestly, if you go to look at podcasts, like one of the subgenres that you can like, like filter by it is true crime. Oh, um, cool! It just it gets a lot of listeners, and if I were more versed in it or new people, I would do one just to get more listeners. But right. I'm a movie guy, so <laughs> it is what it is. Um,
0: we could talk about the true crime stuff that's on Netflix. I guess.
1: Yeah, I mean, we could. We um, could
0: review those. <laughs> Um, but that was very interesting and it was like such a quick walk. It was like super easy to get engrossed in because obviously they were like 50 minutes each and I went through all five of them in like one or two days. But that's and then Unsolved Mysteries. And that's uh, it.
1: I um, have watched uh, not too many movies, but um, I watched Dogfight. We're going to talk about in a few moments. Um, the retro screening we got to see, I was super excited for. So last year, uh, Taylor, my daughter, is also one of my students and, um, in her first year film class last year, we studied Steven Spielberg. It was the first time I'd ever done a Spielberg study. And I posed the question when we started, is this very popular commercial filmmaker an auteur? And, you know, so we watched several of his films, but, um, as many as of Spielberg's films as I've seen, which is most, there are a few major ones on my gap list. And one has been the color purple. Uh, and there was a retro screening through Fathom Events oh, yeah. and TCM, um, and I mentioned it to Taylor, and she was like, "Yeah, let's go." I'm like, "Great," because uh, Kathy had to work yesterday, so we went first to Jersey Mike's and got uh, her first Jersey Mike sub that was not on gluten free bread because last year we thought she might have celiac disease. We have found out that is not the case, and so she is able to eat gluten, and um, she has not had a uh, sub from there since since like at least a year with with regular bread. But it's actually been since like June or July since the last time we went to Jersey Mike's. Oh. And I have not had a sub from there be- in that same amount of time because I was getting the sub tubs, which is basically like a salad with their sub stuff on it. Mm-hmm. Um, And I, I'm I'm still not eating a lot of bread, but I, when I do, I try to – if I have, like, wheat bread, I will eat wheat bread, but I avoid enriched flour. And uh, so I got their Big Kahuna Chicken Philly, which is, like, my favorite thing because it's, you know, chicken, obviously, onions, peppers, mushrooms, and jalapenos, which Yum. I'm on a real big spice kick. And uh, it was super good. And then we went to the movie. And we both loved it. Uh, man, I can't I re- believe you've like, never seen. Yeah, I, I I was pretty sure I probably saw it as a kid. But honestly, after watching it, I don't even know if I ever saw all of it as a kid. I think I might have watched parts of it with my mom or whatever. Um, my mom was a movie fanatic. So we went to the theater a lot. So it was a good chance I saw it as like a three year old. Um, <clears> but, I, you know, if I remembered that, that's impressive. But um, I just never watched it. I honestly, I didn't. I thought it would be more dramatic than it is. Um, it's obviously a drama, but there's a lot of like lighthearted humor in it, and uh, Damn, Oprah Winfrey is amazing. Oh, right, yeah. uh, um, Whoopi Goldberg is fantastic. Everybody, and yeah, I, yeah, yeah. You're right. Uh, you could list everybody. It's even Danny Glover who's yeah. playing and, an awful character. Um, I mean, a well written character, but an awful person. Uh, which most of the men in the movie are are horrible. Um, not all, most of. But I love Suge, which. The one thing, um, for me, like I kept thinking when I was watching Shug, is like if Janelle Monet had been alive in nineteen eighty five, like this age now in nineteen eighty five, she would have been Shug in a heartbeat. Like if they redid Color Purple, Janelle Monet would be an amazing Shug. Please don't
0: like, though
1: Just I like, agreed. Long. I don't. I don't think it should be remade. Although if it is remade, I would like it to be remade by an African American filmmaker. Um, maybe Barry Jenkins. I think he oh, could do really oh, great work with this. Yeah. Um, or. Ava DuVernay I think either would do amazing um with this with this source material but um again I I don't know I don't know that it needs to be because it's it's only 30 years 35 years and but it's it's so good um I was really I, I already own it too so like that it's in my I've I own most of the Spielberg oeuvre um I just haven't got to all of them like I own Amistad but I've heard Amistad is not as successful as this movie um some people really liked it, but it's uh, overall, the, the criticisms have not been super positive. But yeah, Color Purple, real, real good. Uh, definitely one I recommend um, if you're like me and had skipped it. And I love that my daughter can go and watch it. Like She was literally the only kid in the theater yesterday. <laughs> like, um, But real quick sidebar, uh, we went to the theater that has the Fathom events near us. We haven't been to for a while. I guess it's probably been almost two years since my last Fathom event because I found like that other uh, retro screens that I oh, do yeah. uh, every weekend instead of just once in a while. And um, the theater that does them in Lakeland uh, has upgraded, and they got all recliner seats now, which was cool, because they, they didn't used to have that when we were going. Um, so that was really awesome. But what wasn't awesome is people. So <laughs> you have to reserve your seats, which I love. I actually really like reserved seats. What I don't like is people not respecting the gap seat dude i know right if the theater is empty and you go to get tickets you should not be taking seats next to other people it's rude like give yourself a buffer seat at least one like i understand if this if the theater is sold out of course you have to sit next to people but there is no excuse for you to be sitting directly next to me if there's a whole row behind me empty like there's no reason and at that point it would be rude for me to take a seat that I did not pick in case someone shows up with that seat, you know, like that wouldn't be fair to them. So I have to sit there and just be uncomfortable with someone sitting. Oh, that close I, to me.
0: I wait until like five minutes after the movie starts, then I move over. And if they come, I then have I'll move done back that,
1: to where, I but to we were kind of in the middle of people. Like there was a buffer seat between oh. me and one set, but then there was, they were directly next to us on the other side. And, and-
0: oh
1: yeah it's so that's the only downside to me of retro seat Uh, not retro seating um the reserve seating is that people don't respect that simple thought like i don't know you i don't want to be reclined next to you like that's my out of my comfort zone for sure
0: yeah and like one of the last times that bill and i went to the movies i forget what movie it was but we had reserved our seats we were on the back row uh and then we had like three or four seats between us and the people to our right and the people who had reserved the seats at the other like to our left didn't sit in their seats they came and sat right beside us and then the dude kept like putting his arm on the armrest and like other like yeah. other i i don't know i can't even say what i want to say without being mean so yep like but
1: yeah that's my only complaint about my color like, purple screening
0: Well, I'm glad that you guys like the movie because it's a really good movie. Yeah. I grew up on it. I know that's such a weird movie. My mom loved that movie, so we watched it a lot when I was a kid.
1: Well, it's super charming um, in a lot of ways. Obviously, it's very disturbing in some ways. Like the scene where Danny Glover is riding on the horse chasing uh, Nettie Mm -hmm. is one of the most disturbing things I can think of because he's like smiling and playing games and he's like intending on raping her, and you're just like, this is so much worse than if he is just like clearly attacking her, you know, like the the playfulness about it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's so, ah, but then there's like genuine humor and, and compassion and love. And yeah, it's, it's just, wow. Just some very, like, (laughs) I mean, I feel like a lot
0: of people know this scene, but one that still makes my skin like crawl is when she's shaving his face Oh yeah! With those old razors, those old razors scare the the f out of me. uh,
1: Straight razors, and yeah. um, Mm. Well, and uh, Spielberg films it like a horror movie, uh, perfectly building the tension in there. The two different sequences, um, the first one sets up the second one even more because of how he films it, and it's man, it's great. Um, It's it's just it's expert filmmaking, and I love that Spielberg challenged himself with a film that was not like his other movies, especially you know when you look at like back off of Close Encounters, Indiana Jones, E.T., and then the color purple, like what, who, where? And uh, yeah, it, it's it just shows his talent. Um, it's, it's so good. Um, I had one more movie, uh, and I really want to recommend this. Um, at Sundance this year, debuted a film called Miss Americana, which is a Taylor Swift documentary. Oh, um, yeah. And it went straight to Netflix uh, after Sundance and i watched it over two nights like i watched uh, both of them on the treadmill actually i watched uh, 40 minutes one night and 40 minutes the next night nice. um and that's what got me like really listening to her music uh, a lot and um i don't know how you like how the general populace feels i it's definitely a pro taylor swift doc um but i also it still feels pretty candid and uh it kind of you know she opens up about a lot of things and I found I found the construction of the documentary to be very very well executed, and it's very engaging and entertaining. And if you're ever been a fan, even if you're not currently a fan, um, I think this will spark an interest. And if you've if you're indifferent, I think it could lean push you towards being a fan. Um, I definitely feel like a fan now. Um, it's really cool how it's uh, told and presented. It's a lot of behind the scenes stuff. There is some stuff with uh, her writing process. I actually really enjoyed seeing in the movie and then um, heard like talking about like big decisions and big conflicts that she's been the center of a lot of it with Kanye and things like that. are all. Broken. I don't even know why that really man compelling.
0: is invited yeah. to award shows anymore.
1: Well, I don't even know the, how the song is really what broke when he did the song where he says, I think we might still have sex because he made that bitch famous and then, uh, she like was upset about it. And then he had like a recording of her a phone call that they had. Oh yeah, where he like manipulated her into saying it was okay, kind of thing. But not he didn't say specifically what he was going to say in the song, just that he was going to reference it. And um, so that like a lot of fans like turned on her and stuff. It's it's a he's really well made doc. Me too. I, he's he's a novelty in my opinion, but um, him and his Sunday service the gist of what i've seen um i did watch a couple more episodes of the it crowd i just been throwing that on in the background because i love that show so much and um i want to uh i keep meaning to start well i want to start high fidelity on hulu because the tv series with zoe uh kravitz um they Mm -hmm. flipped the gender of the main character so instead of the male character that john cusack plays in the movie it's a female character that is going through like her past breakups um so i really want to watch it i i think it's going to be good um, she was on Hot Ones, the, the YouTube wing show that I've been watching a lot of, and that was a good episode. I really, uh, I was already kind of a fan of her, but she won me over with her interview. She's I got to see chill. her
0: play music live. Oh, wow.
1: At Shaky Knees?
0: No, at The Social.
1: Oh. It, really?
0: Yeah. Wow. I forget the name That's of a... her band, but she opened for Twin Shadow, and the music sounded really good. If you didn't listen to the lyrics, the lyrics were not even mediocre, but... Yeah, I don't know. I'm like, eh, with her because she does, like, all these stupid commercials for, like, freaking Tiffany's and, ugh,
1: I don't know. Uh, you gotta make a living, I guess. Um, her
0: parents are both rich. I don't want to hear
1: it. I know. She does seem pretty cool, though, Uh, like, in the interview and stuff and, she like, th- he talks a lot about Lenny Kravitz and, um, and she talks about, like, having, going to a Prince party and him serving pancakes like Dave Chappelle claimed in the, when he what? played Prince. <laughs> yeah, apparently that's, like, a real thing Prince would do is he'd have, like, parties at his house and make everybody pancakes after they played their music and stuff. Um all right. I think that's it for what we've been watching. You ready to get into our review of Dogfight? Yes. So, the stats on Dogfight. Um 1991, uh just over an hour and 30 minutes. Um the premise is before leaving to fight in Vietnam, a group of teenagers play a game where they try to seduce the ugliest girl they can find, which Totally threw me by the way, because I thought the name Dogfight was referring to the military element of this film. And when I read that, I was like, oh, this is a very different movie than I was anticipating. Um River Phoenix plays Eddie Birdlace, uh, or Birdless. Uh Lily Taylor plays Rose. Um Richard Panbianco plays Burz Burzin. Um Anthony Clark plays Oki, who is very familiar looking, but I can't place him from anything I've actually seen. Um uh, Mike Mitchfield Mitchell Whitfield plays Benjamin we got a few random people elizabeth daly plays marsh marcy who is the one guy <laughs> she she wins the contest she's and great i feel like she's doing her best annie potts impression like yes. the voice she's doing um but then i don't know if you caught it there's a big superstar who has a yeah. super small part in this movie oh, oh what is it who is it brendan fraser fraser brandon fraser yeah i don't know how, his last thing i always said fraser Frazier. that's wrong um but that's not right i think it's Frazier or something like that like you do pronounce the i if i'm not mistaken um, it's directed by Nancy Savoko Savo- Savak Savaka, Savaka. I think. Um, I'm not familiar with her work, but uh, when I realized it was a female director, given the premise of this movie, I was very intrigued by that because I think that's part of the reason why this movie is so charming because um, it, it kind of like downplays the, the quote unquote dogfight aspect of it. Um, not downplays, but it's not the, it's not the ultimate climax of the movie. That actually is revealed pretty early on that that's what, he's like using rose for and um you know we rented this movie and i'm mad
0: (laughs) that we didn't just buy it
1: yes because movie it's so good i love this movie like i was especially when looking back over the last month i was so hooked into this movie like i wasn't distracted at all like i was like oh my god this is so like almost from the get-go and uh, river phoenix is definitely a big part of that but this may be the best lily taylor performance outside of like the conjuring like she's so good in this movie and um
0: i love how they try their damnedest count. to make her so unattractive
1: she is she's weird not like i don't want to say weird looking because i'm not trying to insult her but she has a very unique yeah trait,
0: she right? she she does but i mean like They tried to make her look chunky.
1: They, you
0: know, they. I don't know. They made her face look all washed out. I love when they, yeah.
1: The the bangs, like, really framing in her. Like, her eyes were kind of, like, sunken in. Um, Yeah, they tried real hard. Like, I don't think they put any makeup on her uh, when we first meet her. Um, And even, like, when she comes down dressed for the party and she's got, like, the bow in the center of her head. Like, she's a gift or something. Like, I don't know. Uh, what look they were going for there, but um, yeah, I I found this film to be unbelievably charming, um, especially the dynamic between her and him, and really her, like River Phoenix is really good, but he's like, I he's love playing that- a type though, and like she she forces so much to like happen in this movie, and I just love her character, but I'm sorry, what were you about to say?
0: I love that she doesn't take anybody's crap yeah yes like because she I, totally
1: could have been a pushover
0: yeah and i feel like anyway as a woman th- that seems to be i always feel like i'm putting my foot in my mouth but i feel like that's kind of an expectation we're expected women are expected to take up less space we're supposed to be you know humble and quiet and cordial and all of these things and i mean she is cordial and she is friendly and she's all the you know but she doesn't Put up with him treating her badly and she doesn't have a hard time like telling him, you know, not to do that. Over lots of things, actually.
1: Yeah. Well, I I don't know. Like, I don't know how much to get into specifics without it becoming spoiler territory, but Mm -hmm. just in general, like because it's a short movie, too. So like an hour and a half. But a lot of times when this movie seems like it's going to go in a predictable way. Or, like, a melodramatic way or an overdramatic way, which I know those two words are often interchangeable, but I do think they're slightly different here. Um, The movie doesn't, and I I love that even more because it gets big at times, but it also stays really, really grounded and could have gone in a lot of different directions.
0: Exactly, and I do feel like this could have been... I feel like it could have been a real story,
1: like... Yes, yes, it's super realistic, uh, for sure.
0: Yeah, I just don't feel like it ever went into any like realm where it was like oh, that would never happen. I could totally see well, from I mean, even, to like, finish.
1: There the oh man, um I don't know, there's a few things again, we'll say for spoilers, but um I I had not heard of this film. It is not easy to get outside of digital And this is where uh, Voodoo and or Amazon, if you're listening to me in iTunes, I think you're the same way with this. And this is what upsets me when I used to buy music, which has been a long time since I bought music because I generally just subscribe to music now. And I listen whatever I want, whenever I want. Um, But you could buy a single on iTunes for 99 cents. And the whole album was, let's say, 10 bucks. If you bought a song, the price of the album would go down the price of the song. So, like, if you decided after you bought one song that you wanted the whole album, you weren't having to pay for that song again. And I feel like digital streaming services, when you rent something, you should have a window where you can just pay the difference and buy it. Because I totally would have just dropped the rest of the money to buy Dogfight because I liked it so much.
0: There's a really good photo of them together. Like, maybe it was for an event or something. Down in the photos, it's photo seventeen of twenty-one on IMDb.
1: I'm almost there. I just oh nope. The numbers must be different on the phone. Oh, definitely.
0: It says River River Phoenix and Lily Taylor at an event for Dogfight. He's wearing like a red or rust color suit.
1: I see it. I just think it's on the app.
0: A good picture. Um. I like her so much. Like I have seen her in other movies and stuff, but I know her best from Six Feet Under, and I just really, y- yeah, that's where I know her the best from.
1: Um, huh.
0: well, that see, I can think of I off mentioned the top of my
1: head. High Fidelity. Oh yeah, one of my favorite movies, um, and she, she is. one you of You like the next that movie friends. way more than I oh, do. Wow. I, I like that punch movie him way him in more than face. most people. Well, I don't like him. Let's clarify that. I find him his journey to be very interesting and compelling. I love the the record store aspect of it. Um and I and love obviously Jack Black. Conjuring. Yes, she's very good in the conjuring. Um if I'm not mistaken, she's in a movie called The Haunting, which was like not oh, yeah. good, but I liked it when I was a kid. It has um, what's
0: his name in it? The Uh
1: like, bill you know, weird. Oh, no. Uh, I th- I don't know. She was in the Nun. Oh, the X. I don't remember that. No, that, I guess
0: probably that movie was not. I mean, it wasn't the worst. No, what was the one? Fun. Was it Conjuring Three? What was the movie that came out not too long ago? Three's and it wasn't. Right
1: what was uh, the the nun t- shows up in two? That's when she's like introduced as a character because uh, Vera Farmiga is obsessed with the painting of her. Um, <sighs> but yeah, um, but yeah, High Fidelity. The Haunting, which apparently came out the year before High Fidelity. Um, And then, yeah, that's mostly what I know her from. No. Oh, well, she's in Ransom, which I saw once. so I don't know if I would count that. Liam
0: Neeson Um, is who I was trying to think of.
1: Oh, yes. Yes, it is Liam Neeson. Um,
0: You would think that, I mean, I feel like The Haunting is one of those movies that suffers from having such a good cast. They, like, think it's going to make up for a bad movie got like well it has like a lot of big people and not like Catherine Zeta-Jones and
1: I did not realize she was in um say anything but not like the main girl obviously but that's kind of cool that she does that and then High Fidelity which I'm say but um, oh word but yeah uh I I was definitely pleasantly surprised with this movie and it's definitely one that I would re-watch um I don't own yet and so depending on if I find it on sale or not uh, again Voodoo Amazon if I pay for the rental give me the option to buy Even it at the time like yeah
0: any of those places that buy that sell and rent movies
1: yes exactly give give the option that if you rent it you have like a window like I don't expect it to be forever because it was a rental but like if I watch it and they're like it should end with would you like to purchase this movie for this price and I would do that in a heartbeat if it's a movie I enjoyed and this was one I definitely would have pulled uh, pulled the proverbial I, trigger on
0: I didn't know how you were gonna feel about it Because I wouldn't mind us having all of his movies that we can get a hold of just because.
1: Yeah, but um, I wasn't sure either. Because, again, I thought it was going to be a very, like, military-heavy film. And I'm not always into military movies. Um, Apparently, I like them more than I I used to think I would. But uh, still, um, I just realized who directed I Love You to Death It's Lawrence Kasdan. Man, I can't wait to watch that one. Um, But, so... Dogfight, uh, we're going to get into spoilers because we definitely have a lot we want to talk about, but I liked it a whole lot. It sounds like Corey liked it a whole lot. Um, Corey? Guys,
0: from here on out, we're going to talk about this movie in great detail. You have been warned.
1: So, I was talking about like how they didn't go big with certain choices, and one of the things um, there's a moment where we see the, the there's four bees, right? They're like a crew. They've been together throughout the the basic training and stuff, and they're like best friends now. And um, they split up because uh, Birdlegs, a uh, River Phoenix character, um, decides that he feels guilty for what he did to Rose. He tries to stop Rose a couple of times, which I like the subtlety of how he tries to stop her, too. Like, oh, you know, let's not go. Because it could be he's trying to play her to go. You know, like, oh, no, you don't want to go to make her say she wants to go, like reverse psychology. But I genuinely think he was like, you're not ugly i i shouldn't have picked you i genuinely like you
0: yeah i think that he just really likes her and i never throughout the movie after he's done procuring her for the event or whatever you want to you know because they they all go out and try to find the ugliest woman they can to bring to this you know thing and uh i i never felt like that i didn't believe it i you know that he really did like her
1: yeah and But so the three of them are out like on the night of the town and we are we see them from time to time, which is interesting, too, because we are so heavily on on Birdlegs that we bounce away from him to see the other guys. But um, I I don't remember which one I think it was Burzin, Richard Panbianco or whatever, I think is like the second like the closest one he is with him. Um, He sees Birdlegs and Rose out together. Mm-hmm. and the way it's set up i'm like this is going to be some n- stupid conflict where he's going to like call him out or they're going to get into a big fight and that's not what happens like ever like when he it, they finally get back together he's like one because they all got bee tattoos because of the, like B is their name or whatever and they all got like a little bee on their forearm. but uh, bird legs wasn't there so um burzin gets it for him so he gets two tattoos and there's this like kind of touching moment where he's like i saw you with rose I didn't say anything and I'm I'm like wow that's not what I thought was going to happen I totally expected them to be like I can't believe you ditched us for a girl or for some dog you know like I thought they was going to be real negative and they don't do that and I loved that part of that movie so much because that would have been the easy way to go the normal Hollywood blockbuster type action would be make that conflict the the center conflict have it a big fight a big fallout where he has to fight for her and that's not what they do But then it's like, it also
0: makes me really mad because fast forward to the end of the movie, he like rips up her address and throws it out the window. But why? Because there are no repercussions for you to keep in touch with her.
1: I mean, yeah, but I don't know. Maybe it was uh, there's a I actually didn't catch that part. And now I'm like, wait, what? Why would he do that? But um, especially because the end he does go to her. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. Um and that like the last scene of them hugging or whatever, but I just I like know, her so much. I do too. Um she's so kind and caring. I love um that she keeps getting onto him for cursing and they get into that like fancy restaurant. <laughs> yeah. And then she just curses like a like crazy ordering her food.
0: <laughs> really fancy. I I, and then, like uh, that, he can't afford to buy himself dinner, also, so she shares yeah. with him. And Which I just is so sweet, yeah i I just love so much about the movie, like that. Her name is Rose, and her mother's name is Rose, and her grandmother's name is Rose.
1: Yeah, and, not traditional, right? Like for like, it's a very common thing for men to have like a junior or a third, but it's not as common for women, and so that's an interesting choice.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, I, yeah
1: um but yeah i totally buy their chemistry for the most part i love the sequence when he's trying to like apologize and he hops over the fence and he's like oh big dog and he jumps
0: (laughs) (laughs) and then he like tapes that that note to her window and she does meet him up front and they Mm -hmm. go to dinner um man i i even love like that scene where she's getting ready initially to go to the party um and she's like trying on all these dresses and then she does make her hair really floofy with the bow in it and she puts on the blue eyeshadow oh my god the blue eyeshadow um and oh man and i don't know exactly what like makes him change you know because he tries to put the lipstick on her very badly like on purpose mm-hmm. and then he tries to get her to not go in
1: yeah like i don't know exactly like what changes. Either. like um I feel like that's one of the only missteps because the, the movie is framed um interestingly too because it starts off with him after the war after Vietnam or him coming home from the war and then we like flashback to the, everything that the rest of the movie is and then we catch up to that where he returns and um you know uh the the three other guys are killed in Vietnam um and save him because he's injured um and so that's that's tragic of course um predictable uh in that it's a vietnam movie anytime nam is there's never like nam was the right choice you know nam is always like the worst war like nobody yeah um yeah like no one's ever like oh no we totally should have done this everyone's always like this is the worst thing you could have ever have done
0: i love though um because like now everybody says that but um how he's talking about he's trying to go to this little country called Vietnam and, you know, it's just going to be a diplomatic whatever, and they're going to teach them how to fight the commies and all this stuff, and yeah. that's totally... But I thought it was an interesting way to, like, kind of give us maybe what they were thinking at that time.
1: Yeah, yeah, like, when like they were going, it. and then when he comes back and people are giving him, like, the, like there's a hippie... How many babies did you to. kill? Yeah, and it's like you know it's it's an interesting like kind of perspective to look at and it's um it's not the centerpiece of this film um the idea of the marine being a, a jerk is definitely a big part of it um but i think you know the fact that he isn't and yet is cuz he's he's like <laughs> he's at war with himself over it right like like he's both he is an asshole which they say the marines are but he's also um clearly caring and sensitive because he he cares that he hurt rose you know that's why he's drinking so heavily at the the dogfight party because he's ashamed of what he's doing um which is not the case for everybody else (laughs) although (laughs) he he wins 25 bucks for the honorable mention he never i don't think he ever tells her that he won money but no he told her
0: that he didn't win anything that she was disqualified he said
1: right but then he uses the money to take her to dinner i is my assumption with money he used, you know, yeah, so probably. like he he doesn't want to hurt her feelings and say, "Oh yeah, guess what you got honorable mention because he puked on, in the bathroom, but also feels like she deserves the money, you know,
0: yeah, I love like Marcy though
1: the toothless prostitute that yeah. is like uh what's the what's the term when you bring in a um a ringer, like she's like the lock to win because she's kind of a mess, and she also knows about it, so she's playing it up to to make sure she. Yeah, wins. she
0: didn't put her prosthetic teeth in. <laughs> she kept like licking yeah. her teeth and like, or like, I don't like, know, they're like little nubs in the front.
1: <laughs> yeah, and she's like grinding like. Oh my so, like, god. She's like flashing the judge almost with her butt, like yeah. It's, um, and this, so this movie good. is could have easily been pg-13 minus the language i mean but like the there's like two scenes of nudity through like the boys watching something on a screen or like oh, yeah. in a magazine and i'm like dang it man like uh, again because this is a movie that I, I knew nothing about and um it's super funny it's super charming i definitely would say this falls in the rom-com category uh, uh the category which i hadn't thought of until really now but it is it's so funny and they're meat cute you know with him going to the restaurant and he's ready to hit on her mom, I think. Like, Did you get that vibe? Like when he's he's getting desperate to like find yeah. someone. And then like he see he hears her playing then guitar he's... and singing. Yeah. Um, And he's like, oh, there's my target. Because uh, it's funny that he's like real close to it. Because he's like, oh, is there, are these donuts homemade? Like to the, the diner that they own, <laughs> <in? laughs> Yeah. <laughs> and she sees right through it. Like the mom clearly doesn't like him and in fact there seems to be kind of like a a lot of hostility towards the marines in general even this is before vietnam has started yet there is
0: i mean they come into town they want to whatever have a good time and then they just leave you know yeah and there's even there i can't remember who's trying who's hitting on that particular woman and trying to get her to go but um She's like, oh, you want to have a nice night, huh? Go get yourself a street walker. <laughs>
1: like, yeah, yeah.
0: I, I just feel like they knew what those boys... And also, I can only imagine that, like... Because isn't it San Diego that they're in?
1: You know, I don't know what city this takes place in, to be or honest. Or San Francisco. I'm
0: so bad. But I can only imagine, like, with sailors and stuff coming in, how, you know...
1: Yeah. If it were, I don't feel like it was San Francisco because I feel like we would have seen like a trolley or something at some point. That's like I thought they were world. on a
0: trolley, or was okay, that? I swear a I watched this movie, bus um, or something. Huh, Maybe I, it was a bus.
1: Maybe I just missed that part. I I swear I I felt like I watched every minute of it, but I it, like, there's been like two things that you've corrected me on now, so I'm like, oh, I'm so I sorry. I'm not distracted. trying to correct you. No, no, I think I must have got distracted for a moment. Um, you know, and that's I hate that because I really was like. I felt really pulled into this movie like right away. And I was surprised because um, I kind of went in like, ah, oh, it's going to be like a war movie. And then it wasn't a war movie. And then like, I like Lily Taylor, but I like this, I think is my favorite role of hers. Um, at least it's like the highlight that I can think of now. When I think of her, this is like, I'm like, man, I love this character. She's so good in this role. Um, Cause she is, she's a bit of a over actor. Like she generally feels like she's acting to me. Um, but I think, the, it works in this role because she is kind of trying to figure out how to be because she is uncomfortable with herself I think to a degree but at the same time very confident and like oh, she doesn't not. take any crap from him like no. but she totally comes off at first as like going to be this timid little you know because he's like saying and she's maybe like, that's oh, why no. he likes her I mean, it would make sense to me because she doesn't she's both though, away right? with it. She's very like, she clearly doesn't go get a lot of party invites and stuff, and she's hesitant to go. And then, like, you know, kind of gets rebellious and like, I'm going. And from that point, man, she's just like a different person. And and I don't know. I really, I really, really enjoyed this film. It was a lot of fun. Um, again, I'd never even heard of it, and it's like it's one of those things where it's like, you see how talented he is. Um, obviously, his brother now Joaquin, but used to be Leaf. If I'm not mistaken, right? Yeah, leaf. He, he well, played, his
0: uh, well, the, he was mad that all of his siblings had like nature names, so
1: mm-hmm.
0: he yeah took on leaf. Which God, he went back to Joaquin,
1: bud. <laughs> oh, it's the other way around. Right? Okay, I thought Joaquin yeah. was not his real name. Um, no, Joaquin or, is. Or okay, interesting. Well, River, uh and River did die of a drug overdose. Yeah. Freaking, that's one of many reasons why I never did drugs was because so many talented people we've lost.
0: And, like, Uh, nobody knew about it, really. Like, he was never in the tabloids and stuff for it. So when it happened, everybody was just... He was only 23.
1: Wow, that's so crazy. Yeah. Um. Yeah, and... There's a... Again...
0: I just, I feel... I wish we could have, like... This was my second time watching this movie. I don't know. I enjoy it. But I have... I've done, like, a reading on him. And there's, like... He dated Martha Plimpton, I think her last name is, for a while. Um, before he started dating the last girl he was dating before he passed away. And they went to dinner. And you know that, like, the whole family's vegan. And she got, like, a shrimp cocktail or something. And he was just crying at dinner, I think. And he was just... I'm not trying to laugh at it. I just feel like moments like that are so humanizing, especially when we don't get a lot from him because he died so early. And we were very young when he died. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I don't want to laugh at it.
1: But no, no. But at the same time, because I guess I think of like vegan as a relatively recent thing, you know, over like the last
0: or maybe vegetarian.
1: No, I I actually read. I read something vegan when I was reading about him too. And I was like, he was which, like, I mean, vegan Joaquin
0: Joaquin's
1: still like major vegan. You know, it was, his whole Oscar speech was about being a vegan. And um, so it's not surprising, but at the same time, like in my head, when I think of vegan, I think it's a relatively more recent <laughs> thing. And apparently no, it's, a, it's been a thing for a long time. Um, Which, you know, my family was not at all. Uh, same. And I, I am, I am trying to be more of a vegetarian like, but not like super hard. Like I, if my family was committed to doing it, I would like go full in. Um, but they aren't. So like, it's hard to like, you know, make two dinners or whatever, you know? And I, I'm not going to, I like meat. Like I'm not against it. I red meat. I'm a, I'm trying to avoid for health reasons and calorie reasons. Um, but uh, I do like meat, and um, but I also same. But I wish I didn't. Year, yeah, yeah. Uh, I get that there's a lot of reasons. Um, it used to just be health, but now I mean, you're here like environmental reasons to not be uh, eating meat, and because of how we farm and everything. And, um, and I, I have over the last year, because of my my changes to my eating habits, I have grown to like vegetables at a much higher level than I ever have in my life. Uh, where like, I used to be like, if I had a salad, I was like a very picky salad eater. And like, I needed like every inch of it to be covered in dressing or I could not eat it. And now it's like, I don't even look at what's in the salad. I just shovel it in and I enjoy every bite. And like, I don't, I don't put that much salad dressing on anymore. Um, really come a long way with salad eating. Uh, so much so that my, my current lunch is I make, um, last week I made a, a, a taco mix with black beans and then like uh, ground chicken instead of ground beef. Um, and then I would bring that in a little container, heat that up at work, and then pour that on like iceberg lettuce, uh, shredded iceberg lettuce, which I found I prefer uh, for salad reasons. Um, and, like a lot, like eight ounces of lettuce to like like a cup of taco meat, and then uh, salsa, sour cream, and a little bit of cheese. Um, and that's like my lunch, and it's super filling, and it's really low calorie because I'm only using a little bit of meat and beans. And then this week, uh, I'm I'm switching to just black beans, so it is like a vegetarian uh, dish, not vegan, because I am still using some cheese and sour cream. I, I tacos without sour cream seems wrong to me. I don't know really, like, if there's vegan sour cream or not, but there yeah. probably
0: is. There's vegan <laughs> probably everything. Is. It'll just be like, like ten dollars.
1: Yeah, that's the other catch, but yeah. Um, so to to supplement my lack of meat, though, I added uh, some guacamole to my taco salad this oh, week.
0: I love guacamole. So. Was a dollar ninety nine
1: uh me no know. i'm kidding chipotle oh.
0: that'll be an extra oh, two dollars yeah. just give me the guacamole i know it's gonna be 500 <laughs> <laughs> just give me the guac um <laughs> i love guacamole mm. um yeah, i just find i just find him fascinating
1: i yeah it, it's I, gonna be fun to explore his movie sad fun like because i do yeah i like learning about uh an actor or a director like their body of work i find great joy in looking at all the connections and stylistic things with them um it's something that i really really i keep trying to like make my students more interested in that part of this and it it doesn't seem like all some of them are like me where like in fact big tuna uh is like me where he knows you know like if this actor's in this movie he can probably list seven or eight other movies that they're in and what other actors they've worked with and that's how my brain just always worked that way i don't know why but um, that's how I like to consume this type of thing. Same thing with like, generally, if I like a band, I end up knowing everything about them because I, I get really intrigued by like, what's their story? How did they get here? Why do they write what they write? You know, and I like that about actors and directors is like, why do they pick the projects that they pick or why do they do this? And so uh, having always known of River Phoenix, but never really diving into his uh, short filmography because of his uh, unfortunately shortened life. Um, I am intrigued at that part of this month and next month too, because I'm a little more familiar with Brittany Murphy than I am uh, River Phoenix, but still, uh, you know, her death was kind of sudden. And I do, I think I saw a part of, I think VH1 did like a Brittany Murphy movie, if I'm not mistaken. Um, and I saw part of that. Uh, I don't oh. really watch those, but um, I, I feel like I'm right, but I could be wrong. It may not be VH1, but it, it seems like they did a few of those uh, like behind the, life type stories but
0: interesting
1: but um I, i'm ready to give rating for dogfight and wrap up the episode uh i i'm i think i'm going must see i i really really like this movie
0: i'm gonna go with must see too i could totally see this being like a comfort film
1: i totally agree like it's i, I am a sucker for rom-coms i've always said that it's it tends to be true this one clicked for me really really great and uh lily tom lily tomlin right i'm saying that right taylor every time i taylor that's because lily tomlin is a different person um lily taylor uh is not always an actress who's a draw for me but when she's in the right role i tend to like her and i really really think this is the right role for her and river phoenix is great um i do like the supporting cast uh there's they're not really famous and brendan frazier is in literally like one shot um and he starts to <laughs> fight uh with the navy guys but um i was still like i'm like is that brendan frazier like what the heck uh so I really enjoyed this film. I thought it was a lot of fun. I, I Again, I regret not just buying it. Uh, so that's something I'll be looking to add to my collection in the near future. Um, because I, I totally could see just coming back to this movie from time to time. In fact, interestingly enough, Corey, the writer's name of the script is Bob Comfort.
0: Yes.
1: Bob Comfort movie, everybody. That's the new thing. So uh, that you hear it. Uh, Corey and I both think Dogfight a must see starting off the River Phoenix or Phoenix Rising Month in a strong way, um, appropriate way, in fact. Uh, next week, we're going to be watching the uh, classic Stand By Me. is another Stephen King movie. We've um, covered a couple of Stephen King movies on this podcast. Uh, Stand By Me, obviously, big-time movie from the 80s, stars um, Will Wheaton, River Phoenix, Corey Feldman, Jerry O'Connell, Kiefer Sutherland, yeah, Thank basically – he man, he's way down on the list then. Um, or she? You say? Oh, there he is, John. John Richard Dreyfuss. Um, who I'm always a big fan of. Uh, yeah, Rob Reiner directed, Stephen King written. Uh, not the screenplay, but the novel or novella, The Body. Raylan Gideon and others are listed as screenwriting credits. 75 on Metacritic and 8.1 IMDb user score, and also just over an hour. Actually, just under an hour and a half. Um, we will be back uh to talk about stand by me next week um in the meantime we'd love for you to follow us on social media you can hit me up at burke reviews and cory
0: at cory r star two r's on the end
1: if you like what we're doing please rate and review the podcast it helps other people find us and that way they can uh, listen to what we do here um we'd love for you to leave a message of your thoughts on the river phoenix movies uh you can either hit us up on social media or anchor.fm you can actually leave a voicemail that we could put into an episode so we look forward to those opportunities and until next time keep watching movies this has been a berk reviews podcast